0: So who knew that, you know, given some uh, choice to students would lead to so much hysteria? Well, you got to wonder. Maybe it's because the money being lost uh, to student fees will threaten activism. Maybe um, in announcing the cuts to post-secondary education, the Ford government um, also allows students to opt out of some of these student fees. So let's say you're a Jewish student. Should you not want to pay a fee to support that certain BDS movement, you would not have to do that. But up until, up until this change, uh, students can be asked for anywhere from 500 to 2000 bucks a year just on fees for stuff, like whether it's the gym or the pool that they're paying for or, or, or walking programs for women at night, that kind of stuff. They'll still pay that, but now they have more choice of some of the other things if they don't want to support these other clubs you know, the things that they don't support. And apparently that's angered a whole lot of people. Well, that's because I think it's rooted in a lot of activism. Let's bring in J.J. McCullough to this. This is something he has written about. He's a B.C. writer, Uh, columnist. Also, you can read him in The Washington Post. He joins us now. J.J., there's a lot being made about these uh, cuts to post-secondary education, and a lot of that has to do with student fees. And You would think that, you know, giving students a choice would be wonderful, but apparently that is outrageous. But I'm not sure folks... In, in every day understand just how activist uh, some of these student groups have become.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very good point, and I'm, I'm really glad that you're giving me an opportunity to talk about this because it's an issue that uh, I care a lot about. You know, it's been almost 10 years since I was in university, but when I was in university, I was very involved in student groups. I was very involved in the campus newspaper. I was very involved in the student government. And and uh, so I think that it's, it's an issue that's, that's really quite important because a lot of people do not realize how much money is going into these student activist groups such as you know the student unions and the student newspapers and this kind of thing and the degree to which that these institutions are just completely unaccountable to students whatsoever right so the way it works is that generally when you enroll into a university the ways that the laws are set up is that the university is uh, entitled to take a portion or to i should say to rather to charge students as a portion of their tuition what they call like a student auxiliary fee or ancillary fee or, you know, student services fee or whatnot. And then the university administration is required by law to sort of sprinkle this, this money to a bunch of different on-campus groups that have sort of been, uh, you know, protected uh, legislatively in various ways. And some of these groups are, you know, student groups that are student uh, political groups or student uh, newspapers, student journalism groups. But the thing is, is that once, once that happens, it's kind of, it's done like there is no accountability. There is no further. There is no further oversight. This is just something that happens year after year like clockwork. You know, the student enrolls, the university takes part of their money, gives it to these student groups. The student groups can spend it in any merry way they want. And all that the uh, the new uh, government in Ontario has done is sort of suggested that if students do not want their money to just be freely given to all sorts of random groups with no accountability, they can now elect to opt out, right. which I just think is an enormous, an enormous uh, it's quite a moderate position, but it's enormously good in terms of democratic oversight of groups that have traditionally not had any.
0: Yeah, and yet, you know, Canadian Federation of Students say that it's an attack on democratically elected student unions, and you know, those resources were decided on by those voters. Well, so if, if you even like pose the argument, well, you know, students can now choose what you know programs they want to fund you know that's the argument you're going to get back and i understand the funding of things like recreation centers or gyms you know the ice rinks that kind of stuff or a nighttime walking program for women that i get that's the kind of stuff that will be mandatory uh, fees but you know these this this particular student group um this is not an attack on democracy
1: no and i mean <laughs> i mean students are already uh Expressing their opinions on student government in particular quite clearly, which is that, you know, I, at my university out here in, in British Columbia, I actually used to run the student elections. I ran the student elections for two years, and it would be considered like a miracle of student engagement if you could get the percentage of students who voted in a student election in the high single digits you know if like if i could generate an election in which like say 7% of the student body voted oh my god like <laughs> that would be considered heroic and what a what an exciting uh, triumph of democracy that was so it's like the vast majority of students are not participating in these things because they think of them as a waste of time they think of them correctly as just a kind of you know um, you know, fun social club for political nerds to sort of, uh, you know, pass motions and, you know, declare how much they hate Israel or, you know, whatever they're doing and these sorts of things. Same with like student uh, newspapers, you know, which are large. And I've worked in student newspapers for like five years. It's It's largely just a racket for a certain group of sort of well-connected, sort of journalism nerds to write newspapers that are entertaining for themselves and for their friends and for each other and, you know, make a decent amount of money while they're doing it so they don't have to get a part-time job like most students do. So it, it's a it's a complete racket. It's a com- complete hustle. And like I said, like most students are currently not voting in these elections. Most students are currently not reading the student newspapers. Most students are currently not, you know, participating in, in say, like these other various advocacy groups that have been, you know protected uh, by by university and and by provincial policy so i mean it's just giving students an opportunity to actually exercise some some agency and rather than just sort of be passive marks
0: yeah not not to mention i mean those who are saying that the the tuition reforms are are spelling disaster for things like student newspapers i say well welcome to the real world i mean (laughs) this is the lesson that you get to learn of you know if someone doesn't want to buy your product then it goes under i mean what better lesson could you teach a group not that (laughs) i wish that upon them but i mean we're all struggling to survive in the real world as well
1: no 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 that, that that is such a fantastic point you know because it's i mean like it's true it's like i've had to learn that lesson myself as as a journalist you know when i worked at the student newspaper Uh, for many years, you know, it was so it was such a little tidy racket, you know, it didn't matter how many kids were reading our, our papers, how many kids were reading our columns, you know, because of the way that the laws were set up, the university was required to take money from all students and redistribute it to the student newspaper club year after year after year after year. And that is not helpful. Like if you want to be a student in journalist if you if you want to have a future as a journal uh, future in journalism as a student you need to learn some tough lessons which is that the marketplace matters you know your audience matters the taste of your audience should be your first concern not you know what do i think of uh, you know the other kids at the newspaper will they like what i'm writing will it be can we fill it full of funny in jokes about our friends that you know will cause big laugh to uh, at our next, uh, you know, house party, like yeah. it's 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 the same thing with like the student political scene, right? It's like in real politics, you have to be able to appeal to someone beyond your little lefty knitting knitting circle, but that's not the case in student politics when you've only got like a five percent turnout, and you know that you'll keep getting the checks one way or another.
0: No, oh, I'm sure they'll find a, they'll find the funding somewhere. You just watch. Uh, we'll wait for the next outrage. JJ, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. J.J. McCullough, who you can read in the uh, Washington Post and also here on the station from now and again. And I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.